ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி லிசன் டு சவுண்ட் அட்வைஸ் ரெண்டர் டு அ கிங் ஆஸ் டெபிக்டட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் புறநானூறு எயிட்டீன் பெண்ட் அபவுட் த பாண்டியா கிங் தலையாலங்கானத்து செருவென்ற நெடுஞ்செழியன் பாய் த போயட் குடப்புலவியனார் set in the category of poduviyal tinai or miscellaneous matters the verse renders insight on the priorities of ancient nations mulangu munnir muluvadum valai parandu pattaviyal nyalam taalin tandu tam pugal niriyi urudam aagiya uravor umbal ஒன்று பத்து adukkiya kodikadai iriya perumai thaganin aayultaani நீர் தாழ்ந்த குறுங்காஞ்சிப்பூ கதுவும் இன வாழை நுண் ஆறல் பருவரால் குருவூ கெடிற்ற குண்டு அகழி வான் உட்கும் வடி நீல் மதில் மல்லல் மூதூர் வயவேந்தே செல்லும் உலகத்துச் செல்வம் வேண்டினும் ஞாலம் காவலர் தோல் வழி முறுக்கி ஒரு நீ ஆகல் வேண்டினும் சிறந்த நல் இசை நிறுத்தல் வேண்டினும் மற்ற அதன் தகுதி கேள் இனி மிகுதியாள நீர் இன்று அமையா யாக்கைக்கு எல்லாம் உண்டி கொடுத்தோர் உயிர் கொடுத்தோரே உண்டி முதற்றே உணவின் பிண்டம் உணவு எனப்படுவது நிலத்தொடு நீரே நீரும் நிலனும் புணரியோர் ஈண்டு உடம்பும் உயிரும் படைத்திசினோரே வித்திவான் நோக்கும் புன்புலம் கண்ணகன் வைப்பிற்று ஆயினும் நன்னி ஆளும் இறைவன் தாட்கு உதவாதே அதனால் அடுபோர் செழிய இகழாது வல்லே நிலன் நெலி மருங்கில் நீர் நிலை பெருக தட்டோர் அம்ம இவன் தட்டோரே தல்லாதோர் இவன் தல்லாதோரே The Pandya king who is being sung about is none other than King Nedunjalian. We met briefly in Puranaanuru 17 being the one who imprisoned that Chera king with an elephantine gaze. Turns out that this Pandya king defeated the other two major rulers of the ancient Tamil nation, the Chera king we just met and the contemporary Chola king, along with seven other chieftains referred by the term Velir at a place called Thalayalanganam and that earned him the moniker of Thalayalanganath Cheruvendra Nedunjalian, meaning Nedunjalian who was victorious in the Thalayalanganam battle. There are numerous poems about this king in Puranaanuru and this poet himself has sung two of the same. The poet's words can be translated as follows. Roaring seas surround the expansive wide lands of this world. Winning over these lands with their effort and establishing their fame, they reigned with strength and you are the higher to their legacy. Consider one, ten and so on arranged until a crore. Let that be the number of days of your prosperous life. With scabatfish that bite the low-lying flowers of the short poshia tree, tiny sandeel fish, fleshy murrel fish and shiny catfish in the deep moat and well-built long fort walls that reach the sky stands your prosperous old town, O strong king. If it's wealth you desire in the world you leave to or if you want to be the only victor among all other protecting rulers of this land or if you intend to reinstate your good fame forever 
listen to the right action that will fulfill all these wishes, O great king. For this body that cannot live in the absence of water, those who rendered food have rendered life. Food is the essence of the living body. What is food but water flowing upon earth? Those who will make land and water unite will be considered as the creators of body and life on earth. If the fields have to look only to the skies for their livelihood, even if it grows on wide spaces, it would not speak of the efforts of the ruler of that land. And so, O king who is fierce in battles, Follow this ceaselessly. The one who establishes copious water resources in the farmlands will be the one who will establish undyingly their name and fame in this world. Those who don't do that will see their name and fame fade away. Let's delve deeper into the words rendered to this famous Pandya king. The poet starts by talking about how the vast lands of this world is surrounded by water. Either the ancient Tamils were skilled seafarers who knew of this fact through experience or else ancient knowledge has projected what is true about the Tamil lands surrounded by water on all three sides on the world entire. And this turns out to be a true fact of this world for there is 71% water and 29% land on this planet we call home. Returning, the poet has referred to this water-surrounded land to talk about how the ancestors of this king arose to prominence out of their own efforts and how they reinstated their fame and ruled over the land in an incomparable way. Praising ancestors first, the poet renders a mathematical blessing upon the king. Mathematical because the poet says one must stack numbers 1, 10, 100 and so on until you hit 1 crore in Indian numbers or 10 million in international terms. That's how long the king shall live, the poet says. A classic case of hyperbole or poetic exaggeration at work here. After that blessing, the poet talks about the wealth and resources of the king's capital, mentioning the many kinds of fish that jump about in the moats and high walls of the fort that makes even the sky fear them, thus celebrating the town that has been thriving from ancient times. Ancestors' praise done, king's blessing done and capital celebration done. Now the poet turns his attention to the core thought here. The poet first renders some profound abstractions about body, life, land and water. Saying that this human form cannot survive in the absence of water, the poet mentions a meaningful line that has become a proverb in Tamil culture. This line is, the one who gives food is the one who gives life. Then the poet talks about how this body is made up of food. Reminds me of a modern phrase we often hear, you are what you eat. Importance of food established. The poet then declares that this food is nothing but water meeting land and the one who makes this union possible would be celebrated as the very creator of life the poet says. What does the poet mean when he says food is land meeting water? 
it's a clear indication of an agricultural society where food was possible only when the lands were watered enough to rear crops. The rain shall fall and the land will meet water then. What's so miraculous about it, one may ask. As if the poet heard that question, he says that if the lands depend only on the skies to provide them with water, that gives no credit to the king of the land. And now, after talking about all these theoretical elements, the poet renders practical advice he has been meaning to give the king. He tells the king that whether the king wants to take something to the world next, or remain the only victor among all the rulers of the land, or make sure his name and fame lives forever, there is one thing he must do, and that is to increase the water wealth of his nation. Here's a poet from 2000 years ago talking so lucidly about the importance of water. All your wars and victories mean nothing if you don't do right by this land and leave behind a legacy of common good, the poet seems to say. Words of advice especially relevant in these years of climate change. Will the rulers of the present and future heed these words of an ancient Tamil poet and do what it takes to bring lasting joy to their people and earn forever fame to their name? Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandinikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri. Vanakkam.